0: franchise franchise fees franchisees it's hard all these all these words just kind of jumble together franchisees uh fail sometimes why do they fail coming up next in franchising or franchising I'm mixing up the words. Maybe I'm hungry. Uh, In franchising, you're a little bit more protected as a small business owner because you're buying into a system that's already created. So you're not creating it from ground zero, but that doesn't mean it's foolproof. Charles, why do franchisees fail then?
1: Well, this is good for franchisors and franchisees watching. I think the biggest, and this gets to qualification, the improper capital. So they're undercapitalized. Second, training. I think those are the two biggest factors. And then I guess long-term support.
0: So, okay, so let's take those two areas. In, in my opinion, and we, not, not, by, not by, uh, by wish, but I, I review plenty of FDDs. Uh, and one of the things that I point out is that it, it, it always seems the operating capital and the grand opening capital is low. Like it's a constant. I look at those two numbers and I'm like, "All right, so I've just quit my job, I've bought into this business. Don't you increase the operating capital?" They're like, "Well, that increases my investment." I'm like, "Sure, but wouldn't you rather have a successful franchise owner than someone who's not properly capitalized?" And that's just one category. If you go backwards before you even get to operating capital, I think I think the pressures to sell franchises sometimes push a franchisor to say yes to someone who probably has no, not not the right means to open up that brand. Is that, is that accurate?
1: Yeah, um, it's accurate. So let's dissect one part of the capital story, which is initial marketing, right? That first six, 12 months of marketing, the, the emerging brands, if they run into a franchisee issue, it's usually, Hey, my phone is not ringing, ringing right? The clients aren't coming in. That's your fault, franchisor. Franchisor is like, you need to market. I don't have the money to market. So it becomes a very circular type issue. They're not doing well. They don't have the capital to invest. It snowballs. I I think that's the biggest issue for the emerging franchisors. And then I would challenge to do a deep dive into item six of the FDD. The standard is, you need to spend 2% of your marketing on local marketing. But it shouldn't be that way, right? If I'm a startup franchisee, I should be spending a certain dollar amount on my marketing during that first 12 months when I'm I'm seeding this business. And so I'm not saying the FDD is wrong, but I'm saying the mindset and thought process behind it's wrong because a franchisor should be saying, you need to sign up with X, Y, and Z programs, these mailers, this digital. It's going to cost you this amount of money every month during the first 12 months. And I don't see that a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, so when I'm hearing you or when I'm listening to you talk, I'm also thinking about, uh, you know, when, 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 if, if I start my own business, you're scrappy and you have flexibility to be scrappy when you buy a franchise like, from a baseline there's not a lot of scrappiness because you don't get to dictate what sign you're putting up you don't get to dictate the process you don't get to dictate what food you're putting on the menu and so so scale is a little bit different for a franchisee because you you have to come to the table properly capitalized because you're you're coming you can't be scrappy and so what happens is then that that moment happens where it re- requires you to be scrappy where you have to find more capital. And you're like, but I just spend it all on this business. And, but I I don't think it's that when it comes to the marketing or the 2%, I think it's, it's that franchisors don't know how to spend 2% either. So there's no, there's no blue, there's no uh, blueprint. So you're, you're like, go spend money on marketing. And they're like, where and how, and what is my expectation? We are, we are working with a brand in real time right now that we can't, Connect their Google Ads to attribution of conversions of customers because they have a they have a crappy vendor that is not connecting the dots. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, so how do you answer to your franchisees? uh, What's the return on investment? And they can't. And so I use that example and say, I think a lot of franchisors haven't engineered a good marketing system. Therefore, when you're asking for two percent, they're like, you know why would i do it you're not telling me what to do or what to do it differently and above that you're not giving me the confidence at that at that injunction to to have success in in marketing so i, I go i still go backwards I, I go all the way back to the point of qualifying that candidate and what is the pressure that's put on franchise sales teams to sell franchises are you developing a franchise or are you selling franchises and if you're developing now you're putting a little bit more restriction on who you're saying yes to with the hope that they're able to scale their business and actually drive a greater return in royalty back to your company. But if you go all the way back to why franchisees fail, I think part of it is is, is right there at the beginning stage of the franchisor saying yes. And it's also the the job interview syndrome that franchisees will tell you what you want to hear. Oh yeah, I will absolutely go shake hands and kiss babies. I will spend money on marketing. They'll tell you everything that they want because they also know that they're being interviewed for whether they get into the system. So it's almost set up to to have issues or turbulence based on that.
1: Yeah. Nick, this is the most important factor, what we're talking about now. It is the biggest reason franchisees fail. And like you've said, maybe half the time it's the franchisee because you want to sell a franchise not develop a franchise outlet. The other half is, is franchisors are probably not doing half as much as they should be in developing that 12-month launch period of marketing, guiding the franchisees along the way. That's that, that has to be the biggest factor, and that is the biggest frustration of any franchisee. Good qualified franchisees that don't know what to do with it. And And I will say to all the franchise developers out there, Most of them are doing a disservice to the startup franchisors because they treat this as an aside. They treat it as something. I've read operations manuals from franchise development companies that would love to mention the name right now, where part of the marketing advice is handing out business cards. So you have this startup franchisor that doesn't even understand the magnitude of the marketing that needs to go on. So I, I think this is clearly one of the biggest failure factors.
0: Now watch this though, Charles, like, and this is where, when, when it's the way we've done things, it never changes. But if you were to engineer royalty on what you get in year one, let's say the brand, I mean, for easy math, average unit volume is a hundred thousand dollars, which I would would not advise anybody to go buy a business that can only do a hundred, yeah. but for easy math. So you get 5% royalty. You as a franchisor get five grand. And so when you think about what's coming in through royalty beyond fees and everything else, you're like, all right, so now you have 100 of these that are giving you five grand. That, that builds up and you have a lot of money coming in on an annual basis, which obviously gets you to, to be uh, royalty sufficient. But if you take that money, let's say half of it, and you redeploy it back to the franchisee with a good plan on, on you spending your money to equal their success, what happens? They grow faster. They buy more units. They validate. And it's always surprised me that, that franchisors, when they're budgeting, when <laughs> they look at the ad fund, they're like, that's all I'm going to use. And it's like, well, what are you going to contribute? And why not contribute? Because at the end of the day, if you contribute, if you put the right money into this thing, then you're talking about a giant exit because private equity will come sw- swipe it up and you're going to make a ton of money. Why are you so focused on making money in the short term? Focus on making your franchisees' money – because that's going to get you so much in the end if you've even even jumped in franchises. So it's always surprised me that franchisors don't seem to want to spend their own money to to impact franchisees, but that investment creates automatic return in multiple ways. I,
1: I mean, it becomes part of your franchise sales, right? So, and, and what I like about that, I, I mean, essentially they'd be seeding the brand development fund for a little while, which I think is critical and I, I and I there too. I think franchisors emerging, and then the ones that aren't scaling, they're using their brand development funds the wrong way, or part of their selling advantage is they don't they haven't implemented a brand development fund, which to me is a weakness, not a strength in many cases. If you're using it the right way, and I I, I you know your point, why not seed that fund, especially for. Think about it, especially for the startup and emerging brands, the ROI on that investment could be tremendous, and it could be the difference four years from now from private equity paying an X multiple versus not talking to
0: you. I don't think Zora should have to spend a ton of money, but if, like if you just took like go into a franchise show trade show for a crapshoot, you're going to spend 25 grand plus time. Right. What happens if you spend twenty-five grand on digital advertising across your system for one month? You should get a return. You should get back seventy-five thousand dollars. Now, after you've done that, now you, you're, you're making money. You're driving money back three three x's is, is that number for clarification? Uh, you're driving money back. Now go do a trade show because you've you've built the system. But I think it's like like we go sell franchises. Uh, we don't support the franchisees the way we want. And, and now I'm going to answer or put a put commentary on the other comment you said is training. I don't think training as a whole is getting better in the industry. I think it's actually diminishing because we're using that franchise fee not to help get the franchisee up and running, but to actually pay off the brokers that got in the lead. And so if I'm a franchisor, like I get it, like you use that franchise fee, you flip it over to the broker. But at that point, I'm also adding money to the process of a commitment to get that franchisee successful. So you give twenty thousand dollars to the brokers for that deal, put another twenty thousand dollars into the success of that franchisee. So you can get them trained right, you can put scaffolding around them and and have help them have success. Because if you don't do that, then they end up closing. They close and like that top that big number that you'll get in private equity continues to diminish because of the short-term philosophies or mistakes that you make.
1: Well, and it gets back to the point you make all the time about integrating the franchise sales team, development team into the executive suite and planning. So if you have X number of franchisees, maybe they you need to hit certain KPIs before you're selling more, right? And if you're not hitting those KPIs, maybe someone owes an apology to the franchise development team, Right. Um, so that's where I think winning organizations integrate.
0: That that one will never happen.
1: (laughs) Well, they should, right? If on operations, you're not hitting KPIs, someone should walk up to the development team and apologize to them. And at the next conference, go apologize to the brokers why your numbers aren't good enough.
0: Yeah, because, and like, and this is where this is, this is going to be a positive statement for the broker community. When you start taking ownership that, you know, uh, your integrity, you you help this person find this brand, and you take it personally. How that brand treats your person that you walked into that company, like it it changes things because the zoars all want you selling them more deals, and when you say, "Look, I will get you more deals if you show me success on that franchise franchisee," I want them to be successful, Um, and I think that changes things. So. Anyway, the, the topic of this is why franchisees fail. It seems like it is on both sides. It's it's a franchisee not putting in the right capital, time, money, energy into their business. And it's the Zor not training, putting the scaffolding and, and setting them up for success. That's why it gets them to, to failure, which I, like I, I keep going back to this. The the whole theme of backcasting like, why don't you, before you buy a franchise, go to a place where you failed, like you bought in, you failed. What would you have done differently? Franchise or same thing. Go Think you're signing up franchisee tomorrow and they fail. They fail in two years from now. Close their doors out of business. What would you have done differently? And just that insight should give you a few nuggets that maybe maybe you do differently today to prevent that from happening next time.
1: Yeah. And I think You've given a great budgeting tool, which is let's add another budget item of what if we infuse capital into supercharging our, franchi- our franchise uh, marketing for our franchisees to consumers.
0: Yeah, some some brands definitely do it. I mean, that's that's part of their support model and what they what they give them. Um, and look, they and most brands do whether like let's say they hire a PR agency and split the the fees half ad fund, half corporate. Like there are a lot of good brands that do that. Um, But maybe that turns into a new question that can be answered on a website and new question that can be answered in the sales process. If you're you're a prospective buyer, ask the Zor beyond the ad fund, how are you going to support me as a franchisee? And maybe maybe you'll get a few good answers on that because if you're going to buy a brand where you have no control over outcomes other than how you operate it, because you can't change the brand you can't have the insight that that yellow logo should have been red. Uh, then um, you you look at things a little bit differently. Ask the questions. Like get out get out of the the excitement of becoming a business owner for 5 minutes and ask the tough questions to try to get the answers. So that so that best case scenario you prevent a disaster later on.
1: Yeah, you know what? Your advice is get out of the euphoria phase pretend you just bought this and you're in the fear phase and you're sitting there, how am I going to make some money? And then ask the franchisor, well, how am I? You know? So I think that's smart.
0: It's good. It's great advice for franchisees. It's great advice for franchisors and it's great advice for anybody who's single out there. That's trying to date. Do
1: the same. <laughs> what your It's fran X.
0: ex. <laughs> that is Franex. X.